0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound
1: the battle cry.
0: Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk.
1: It's Friday.
0: Here it is, the end of the week. Booking through Hebrews
1: chapter 3 want to say if you are in the Tampa area this weekend we would love for you to come out worship with us at Livingston. All the information about that is at our website www.christiansmeethere.org. I know one of the things that we're excited about this summer is we have a young man working with us in a preacher training program, Peyton Ross. Oh, yeah. And uh he'll be getting to sit in doing some podcasting with us as the weeks go by. Woohoo. Yeah, I know. I know. You you like to take these young guys and introduce them to the world of podcasting. <laughs> it's the new tool. It's a brave world out there. I tell you why. <laughs> um, this week here, Hebrews three has really been one of uh, of warning, yes, and introspection, yes. And I, I think we're going to end on a on a
0: note of of that warning as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a reason why we need to take care. I'm just going to read. Let's. I know we've read it multiple times this week, but let's read it again. Hebrews chapter three. I'm going to start in verse twelve and go ahead and read the rest. Was it not all those who left Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he provoked for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. All right. So we've got the consequences of unbelief here. They did not enter into his rest. They did not enter into his rest. Okay. Question for you. In preaching, have you ever done or have you ever heard someone who, as they are preaching, would say something along the lines of, let's go back and listen to this passage again. Pay attention to this. We may have missed something. Hey, don't miss this. Listen up for this. Did you? We hear that kind of thing from preachers pretty regularly. Here. I
1: mean, I think it's a, it's a pretty good uh, technique there, you yeah. know, to draw
0: people's attention to something on the page. Yeah. You know, you want to make a point. You don't want them to... I think our Hebrew author is doing that very thing in this final paragraph you, you of what see we a, have as Hebrews 3. You see an emphasis here in this paragraph? I think what he's doing is kind of like he's saying, listen up now, y'all. L- listen to what it said. With now, these rhetorical questions. With these rhetorical questions. I think it's it's kind of one of those things, let me draw your attention, we, you know, we're so used to this story, I know this is when I do it, when, when I'm preaching, it's when I think we have a story that we've become so used to that the shocking things within it, we miss. Mm-hmm. It's like the edges and the sharp edges have become dulled because we've heard it for so long that, that we miss those things now. And it's almost like he's asking a question, hey, did you, did you catch exactly who it was that fell in the wilderness? Did you mm-hmm. did you catch exactly who it is that did not enter the rest that okay. God had promised them? Oh, wait a minute. Let's go back. Who is it that did not enter the rest? Oh, wait a minute. It's the people who were delivered by Moses. Well, uh, let's just take them one at a time then, if you don't mind. Okay. Like at
1: verse 16, who having heard, rebelled, right? And that tells you that all of these folks... Heard the word of God. Yes. But that wasn't enough to make them true to the word
0: of God. They actually rebelled against the word of God. They did. But what's the answer? Who was it? Who wasn't that heard and yet rebelled? It was those who came out of Egypt. So they weren't rebelling when they were leaving Egypt. No, they weren't. They were submitting when they left Egypt. They put the blood of the lamb on their doorways. Yeah. They asked the Egyptians and they plundered the Egyptians and they went out with the Israelites and they followed. And they're the ones that, that went through and got hemmed up at mm-hmm. the red sea. And of course we know they had a little bit of struggle at the red sea. That one kind of maybe understandable, worried about it just a little bit. They don't know what's going to happen. And Moses says, watch this. And when the waters are parted, they walked through. And I still think that, wow, walking through between those walls of water is yeah. a step of faith. Because yeah. I'm just telling you, I would scare me to death yeah. to be walking in between these standing walls of, of the Red Sea and hoping it's not going to crash down on me.
1: But but these are also the ones who on the other side did see the sea crash down on the armies of Pharaoh. Yes, and so all of the enemies are conquered there and they're dancing on the shoreline and praising, praising God, praising God yeah, and
0: rejoicing. Yeah. And Miriam's got her song and all that. So who is it that heard and rebelled? It's the people who actually started off well.
1: They started great.
0: They started off by listening, by obeying, by submitting, by following. I'm not saying there weren't any struggles along the way. There were some, yeah. but 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 they, they submitted, they surrendered, and they followed Moses out into the wilderness and through the Red Sea and to the foot of Mount Sinai, they started well. Okay.
1: So they heard, they started well, they rebelled. Verse 17, now with whom was
0: he angry? Forty years. Forty years there was wrath for these people. Yeah, for 40 years. With the ones who sinned, Mm -hmm. with the Mm -hmm. ones who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness. Now that's fascinating because whose bodies fell in the wilderness? It was all of that generation. That entire generation. With the exception of Joshua and Caleb. Absolutely. Yeah. Even Aaron and Moses end up falling in the wilderness because of other sins that they committed yeah, along that's right. the way. Yeah. And then they were not allowed to enter into the promised land. What he says here is, here are people who started well, mm-hmm. so they were delivered. They were delivered from their save- slavery. They submitted they were covered by the blood, if right. you will. Yeah. They walked they through the... They were baptized in the, through, the Red yeah, Sea. Yeah, baptized in the Red Sea for As, the instant. That's exactly right. They got to the foot of Mount Sinai, and they confessed that they were going to surrender to God. Yeah. Okay? Hey, these were also the ones that got the water from the rock. I, I mean, mean, it was all that generation. All kinds of things. And yet, when they got to the edge of the promised land that first time, what did they do? Yeah. They sent some spies in, and 10 of them came back and said, nah, we can't do it. We can't do it. We're grasshoppers in their eyes. And so God said, that's it. You guys aren't going to enter in. Mm -hmm. Forget it. Forget it. You know what's amazing is that there in Numbers 14, they they all came back chagrined on the next day and said, okay, Moses, all right, all right, you're right. We were wrong. We should have just gone in. We're going to go take the land now. Mm -hmm. And God, through Moses, tells them, don't do that. God's not going with you. I won't be with you. The ark is not going with you. Moses doesn't go with them. And they go, and they get beat. Right. They get beat and driven back, and it's just a terrible, sad, and in fact, some of the beginning of that judgment started there as people died in that battle. Yeah. And they're driven away, and he says, who was it? Well, it's these people who started well, Mm -hmm. they got into the covenant, and then they decided not to follow the Lord. They decided to do some things their own way. They thought they had greater wisdom. And what's crazy is they had seen God defeat Egypt. I know it. How could they not trust him to defeat the Canaanites? I know it. Uh, When I look at
1: verse 18, and to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey. Yeah. Obey. Mm -hmm. When it was time to go up into the land, they would not go. They would not go,
0: and so they were unable to enter because of unbelief. We hit on this the other day, mm-hmm. this idea of the disobedience. Uh, you know, how much do I have to believe? I, how strong does my belief have to be? Well, my belief has to be strong enough to do what he says. Yeah, and I, and I guess when he says it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to, re- to
1: respond in that time, it is it is a curious thing to me uh, that whole numbers thirteen and fourteen because you do have a generation, and you said they came back chagrined. Uh, they they, I mean, it is almost like they think better of it. But now the die's been cast. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, and that, so that was actually disobedience. And that generation dies in the wilderness. And they are various and sundry things because as they go through the wilderness, there's a lot of testing and rebellion. There's grumbling. There's complaining all the way along. You know, There's also amazing provision You know, with the, the manna and their clothes don't wear out. Well, as God sets up for the next generation yeah, to come along. He's providing because their children will have the promised land. He has made a promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that there is going to, that their family is going to be a blessing. They are going to get this land, but this generation missed out on it. Mm-hmm. This generation misses out on being in that land because they don't obey the Lord. Now, here's the thing. As the Hebrew writer is writing this, he's not just trying to give us historical review no he's not giving his audience okay let's make sure we understand Exodus Mm -hmm. he's saying let's make sure we understand Exodus and numbers for a reason these things were written for our learning and what do we learn from these folks he says guys I'm telling you you have been delivered Mm -hmm. you you have been covered by the blood you have gone through the baptism and if you sit back and rest on that and act like now it's just whatever i can do what i want i'm gonna go to the law i'm gonna sin i'm gonna i'm yeah you will not enter you will face a judgment day surprise Mm -hmm. and he says it's happened before we really shouldn't be surprised because if we're gonna act like them we're gonna get what they got there's that precedent, you know that that judgment
1: day surprise that that is really quite a thought. Um, you have the children who do go into the promised rest. Yes, they do go in the promised land, but their parents aren't there with them. No, to enjoy that. That is as God uh, divides and then God judges, uh, each one will stand before the judgment seat of Christ mm-hmm. and give account of himself.
0: Yeah, the very sad thing is is that they had a they had parents that didn't get to enter the promised land and then uh children the next generation forgot god yeah and they didn't they didn't pay attention to what their parents had taught them they didn't pay attention to all the memorials and markers that yeah. were set up they didn't pay attention to the feasts that they were involved mm-hmm. in after that conquest generation died off and all right. those who grew up with it uh, a generation rose up that was neglecting god yeah, they did not know god and what happened to them Mm-hmm. They were judged. They, they were, were taken judged. captive. I mean, really, all of this is bringing that to mind. We, this, this didn't just happen once in Israel. It happened again and again no. and again. And our Hebrew author is saying, "Do you, do you really think it's going to be different for us? Yeah. If we if we are not loyal to Jesus, if we do not keep our eyes on Him and and hang on to Him and follow Him and surrender and give our allegiance and fealty to Him throughout our lives." Mm-hmm. Do we honestly think that because sometime in the past we went through the Red Sea, if you will, right? We went up to Mount Sinai and agreed to be in covenant. That oh, that's all it is. Now it's just yeah. hey, go do what you want.
1: Yeah, was that the end of Hebrews one we read, or the beginning of chapter two about neglecting so great a salvation? Yeah, I mean this is this puts handles on that. This is the precedent. This is
0: where it's happened before. And you know that neglecting of that salvation, that to me is an interesting statement. Because when he said, you know, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? He didn't say, look, every rule that was under the law was judged if they didn't follow it. How are we going to escape if we neglect the rules? What he says is if we neglect the salvation, salvation comes through Jesus. We have violated the rules. What we need is Jesus. What we need is to give our fealty and allegiance to Jesus. If we neglect him, if we neglect the one place where there is salvation— how do we think we're going to have salvation? Yeah, we won't have it. It it's just not going to happen. And so, we need to devote ourselves to Jesus. It's not just have a moment of faith. It's not pray through to salvation and now you're good. It's not get baptized and now you're good. It's not go to church for a while and now you're good. It is be faithful to the Lord. It's surrender and look. We obviously hey, stumble hey, and it's, struggle. It's, it's be faithful to the Lord today. Today
1: surrender to the Lord today. Good. This point. is what you have. You Good have point. today.
0: That's right. And so, if I messed up yesterday, what do I do today? Mm-hmm. If I was, if it went well yesterday, exactly. what do I what do, do today? today? Exactly. And I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. When when tomorrow gets here. It'll be today, and I'm going to make that choice again. I appreciate you bringing yeah, that up, yeah, that yeah. kind of one day at a time yeah. kind of idea. Today, today, let's be faithful to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, very good stuff. Well, we'd like to ask you to be faithful to the Lord on Sunday. Sure. Because on Sunday, it'll be today. <laughs> and we want you to be with us and meet with us. If you're here in the Tampa area, you can go to ChristiansMeetHere.org to get directions and times. We'd love for you to come and join us. And, of course email us. We'd love to hear what you're learning from Hebrews as well. Let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you,
1: Lord, for your word. Thank you for today, for the time to be together on Text Talk, to read scripture, to reflect upon it. And we pray, Father, that we are encouraged. We we are learning, Father, as the Hebrew writer is leading us these tremendous lessons to look back at Moses, to look back at that Exodus generation, given way to a conquest generation. But it is sobering, Lord. And so we pray that you would help us to redeem the time, to make the most of today, and to appreciate today. We need to be faithful to you and not rebellious. We need to be obedient, Father, to you and not unbelieving. Uh, because we know, Father, that your will, your word, is always for our best. Father, that we might know the joy of your rest. We pray, Father, that by your grace and mercy, we might come there through Christ. and Father, that you might use us to be a wonderful influence upon others, to lead and encourage others in that same way today. For your glory, in
0: Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today.